Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Oh, hi. If you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation, check out Anything Bones, now part of the Podmoth Network. Hey, Boneheads, I'm Sophie Schwartz. And I'm Caitlin Hart. And we're the hosts of Anything Bones, the podcast where we talk about bones and bone-related topics. Soph, what are bone-related topics? Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs, bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage! Hey, what's up, you guys? <laughs> How are you, Haley? I'm good, Catherine. How are you? I'm great. You're great? I'm great. That's good. I'm always great when it's podcast day. Mm-hmm. Is it because I'm here? Of course. Hi. That's so nice. <laughs> and I get to talk to the other most important people in my life. The spooky babes. The spooky babes. <laughs> or as last week, they were called ghosty faces. Ghosty faces for one week only. For one week. That was your <laughs> weekly special. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. If you are new here, we are Saturdays are for the Ghouls. My name is Catherine. And my name is Haley. Woohoo! And we (laughs) are a Podmoth podcast. Yes, we are. And we talk about all things spooky, horror-esque, and true crimey. True crimey. With with a mix of chaos. Yeah. You you can't get past the chaos no matter what we talk about. We found that out when we recorded with another podcast, Game Night. It was oh, still chaotic. Oh my god. That was fun though. <laughs> it was so fun. You guys don't know what we're talking about, but right now we uh yesterday we recorded with the Offbeat Worm podcast and they did game night with us and we played Two Truths and a Lie and Quiplash and we just had some fun and that will be posted on Thursday this week. Um if you're listening to this on the day it posts. So in like five days, four days, <laughs> it'll be posted. Um, so they were so much fun to play with, and they'll probably be on our podcast mm-hmm. soon as we have a new guest, maybe. Oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. <laughs> was so funny. It's so funny. Sorry. Um, but yeah, go check that episode out and then all of their other episodes. They're so really I think fun. that you guys would just like them just as much. Anyway, what are we what are we talking about? Guys? Oh, today we're talking about I just put the title as spooky stuff, but it's reminiscent of our Urban Legends week that we had right. a just few months ago. Wasn't as scary. I don't think that this one's gonna be as creepy and scary. Uh, um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> I hopefully will edit it not at two AM in the morning. And uh, <laughs> and um I, I I mean I think that anything under urban legends could also be like a myth or a conspiracy because those are all kind of urban legends too, and so that's kind of where I fell with my mine. I don't think that they're technically urban legends, but I don't know. 
So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Uh, you go. You want me to go? Yeah. <sighs> Ladies first. <laughs> you see, here's the thing. I want to be offended. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also want to be like, you're a lady too. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. So, my first topic... It's something that I have been, when I heard about it, when I don't remember exactly when slash where I heard it. Look, I don't know. I can't remember in the depths of my brain where I heard about this, but it was a couple years ago. I heard an episode about this um, and it's spontaneous human combustion. Tell me why I knew you were going to talk about this. Like, (laughs) I don't know why, but when you were talking about it, like before, (laughs) not, not this topic, but you were talking about like, I, I think know. I said something like you were like you can explode. Can, you, well, <laughs> you, no, you were like you can experience it. Yeah. Something maybe possibly. And the <laughs> first thing that popped in my head was combu- human combustion. And I was yeah. like, is this real? Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I have always thought about ever since I, I ever since I learned about the topic, I've been thinking about that this like it's racked my brain like the fact that it's rare but possible that someone could spontaneously just combust fucking burst into flames that now, was an episode of csi oh really mm-hmm. okay so maybe that's where i heard it from i'm yeah. not sure this is gonna this information is going to lessen the anxiety that spontaneous human combustion has had on at least my brain i don't know about you but <laughs> you probably never think about it ever <laughs> I think about it like at least once a year. (laughs) (laughs) So um, spontaneous human combustion is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Where a human would potentially just burst into flames. In the 1800s, this was rare, but it was reported that about a dozen people had experienced this. And uh, now I don't know how good the records could be in the 1800s. I know. (laughs) Now, my notes here say people, and I put in parentheses, scientists and stuff, (laughs) say that this could not happen and it wasn't possible. Um, (laughs) But we don't want to listen to that. (laughs) They don't know. (laughs) Um, Some people claim that it's like a... It like ignites somewhere in like their midsection, uh, and that <laughs> like body fat is very flammable, and so like if something ignited in the midsection, it would most likely burst through the body fat, mm-hmm. you know, burn up the body fat, which would then basically result in spontaneous human combustion, which makes sense. Right. Some people say things like the hands and your feet would fall off when you have spontaneous human combustion because probably not too much fat on those and it probably bursts too fast for it to go down all the way to your but again fire experts say that fires are not are are self-limiting is what it said um meaning most fires will go out naturally if something catches fire if there's nothing else for it to hold on to a fire will stop if someone caught fire it could like on the outside if they caught fire it could look like spontaneous human combustion if no one saw it when they look at the mm, evidence afterwards it would be it would maybe look like spontaneous human combustion because it probably went out by itself right um so uh but yeah it said in the article i read it said in the 1800s this is when people were actually worried about spontaneous human combustion um (laughs) People had very different theories about why spontaneous human combustion would happen. Um, And, of course, back in the 1800s, they thought it was God's wrath (laughs) because a lot of the a lot of the victims were drunks sitting in like a drunk tank or like a cell, like a drunk cell. Uh Um, In the 1970s, some people would say that it would be people who were experiencing like major depressive episodes. And I was like, ah, ah no, shit. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> uh, but those major depressive episodes would then make them burst into flames. 
I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, like that would make you sadder. Um, <laughs> other theories was that there was like um, gas producing intestinal bacteria. So like in hmm. your intestines, there's like a little bacteria and you know, like you're not supposed to eat any food that's like in a puffy package because that means that there's bacteria releasing gases. Right. So like, but that would make sense more sense like a bacteria growing that that produced some sort of gas inside right. you and if there was anything that could ignite inside your body it would ignite that gas i don't know right um other people said cosmic storms could be the cause of spontaneous human combustion or quote unquote vibrational energy and they didn't, they didn't expand on that vibrational energy but it, it sounded good <laughs> <laughs> just like just like Oh yeah, that person, their vibrations were off. <laughs> Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. No wonder they exploded. Um <laughs> but there's all the science against spontaneous human combustion. Mm -hmm. People say that scientists say that this is not something that happens. And there's two facts of why they say this is not this is not what would happen. Mm. Our bodies are made of 60 to 70% water, which right. is in case you guys did not go to school or science, not flammable. Water is not flammable. <laughs> so in they the use event that to put it out, <laughs> right? In the event that something did ignite in your midsection or your stomach area, the sixty to seventy percent of your water before it got to the outside would probably put it out. You think? You think? <laughs> um, and then fact number two: there is nothing inside your body that could ignite or trigger a fire there's no like like spark or there's anything. nothing that can make a spark inside you yeah um i know it might feel like it when you're in <laughs> love did you feel the sparks <laughs> you just like look at someone fall in love and you're boom right explode <laughs> be like shit <laughs> and the last factoid of why spontaneous human combustion probably could not really truly happen is that there are 7 billion people in the world. Mm -hmm. Why haven't you seen more people just explode? I know. You'd think it'd be more of a problem. Right, right. More than a dozen people back in the just 1800s. Walking down, just walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Poof. oh. <laughs> there goes Darla. <laughs> if your name's Darla, I'm sorry. Um, and then also why only humans? There are billions of animals on the <laughs> earth. You just want a fucking bird. Oh my god, a bird just <laughs> flying overhead. <laughs> <laughs> Feathers um, just fly. <laughs> but like, there are billions of animals on the planet, and there are other people, there are other animals that are like humans, you know, like they have the same, they're mammals, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if, if, spontaneous human combustion or spontaneous combustion in living beings was a thing we would have thousands of animals exploding every day you would see thousands of animals exploding every day mm -hmm. the more common theory that has actual science behind it is that if something that might look like spontaneous human combustion is like say an intoxicated person um was you know asleep in bed and not responsive and their blanket caught fire it would kind of look like they disintegrated in their bed burned up mm -hmm. but their body had probably a lot of liquor in it and they were not responsive so they didn't move and they didn't you know that would kind of look like spontaneous human combustion it would and then there's also like a syndrome it's called steven john steven hyphen johnson syndrome and that can like cause burns and blisters that look like they appear out of nowhere. Like it it causes like burns and blisters on your skin, mm -hmm. which I guess is not technically the same as combustion, but it still has the same effect. Like you weren't on fire, but you do look like you got on fire, <laughs> which is a very <laughs> unfortunate syndrome to Damn. have um, and very painful. So all in all, I would say spontaneous human combustion is a very terrifying idea or thought, but it's pretty unfounded if you look at like 
science. <laughs> if you look at the logical <laughs> point of view. But we like to steer clear of logic and find something scary to talk about. <laughs> 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 so that's that's spontaneous human combustion. Ooh. All right. Mine's a little spooky. Yes. <laughs> um, mine is the Bell Witch. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky. Which honestly, okay, before doing this, I thought that the Bell Witch was like in the UK. Uh-huh. It's actually in the US. Oh. Which I was like Does that have anything to oh. do with like the Liberty Bell? No. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> bell I know of. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Dope. No. That's not the only bell you know. Taco Bell. There you go. I was like, we talk the bell. The bell. Every it's time I ask bell. her if she wants anything like at Taco Bell, I'll be like, do you want the bell? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want the bell. <laughs> anyway, okay. So the bell witch, it's a southern U.S. folklore centered around the 19th century. It's centered around the Bell family. Shocker. <gasps> oh. Of northwest Robertson County in Tennessee. Oh. From 1817 to 1891 um, was when the sightings and when the hauntings or whatever were recorded. Um, according to legend, farmer John Bell Sr. and his family and some locals came under attack by a mostly invisible entity that was able to speak. <laughs> I'm getting scared I'm sorry. <laughs> that was able to speak, affect the physical environment, and shapeshift. Was apparently Bruh, I hate shapeshifters. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um Well it's it's not now though, right? You it had like years of which ended. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're good. <laughs> Literally the only ones I have is like these like four years. Oh good. So you're you're fine. I'm fine. <laughs> the bell witch is not going to come get me while I edit this. Maybe um, the other ones will. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but apparently she is also the the entity is also clairvoyant and capable of crossing long distances <laughs> by superhuman speed. Damn. <laughs> you wanna see some real speed? <laughs> you wanna see some real speed, bitch? Yeah, she fast. It's no, it's some real speed witch. Witch? Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. That was smart. That was smart. Oh, nice. Um, and I also I, I do say she because Another name for this entity is Kate. <gasps> How dare she? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I was like, Kate? All right. Um, but in 1894, Martin V. In- Ingram published the first novel about the entity itself. So it's from like all the findings and whatever from like the Bell family. I was like, dang, it took a long time. But, um, but it's called The Authenticated History of the Bell Witch. Um, many Authenticated history, which means it was real? Apparently. <gasps> that's what it says. But that's just words written on the front. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Give me some words. I believe them. <laughs> <laughs> so many say historical fiction or fraud. Oh. <laughs> Others say that it's an accurate representation of the belief in the region. Oh. So no No one said it's true or false. <laughs> but no one said it's true. Yeah. So in the book, Ingram says calls the entity a poltergeist. Oh. Which I guess makes sense cuz she can make yeah. shit move. Um Kate respond uh responded to and said that she is old Kate Bats Bats's witch. I don't know what that means or who she that was. <laughs> um, but apparently, most of the activity around was focused on the youngest daughter of the Bell family, which Isn't was always. I know the youngest kid, the youngest, <laughs> which her name was Betsy, and her father, uh, John. Oh. <clears throat> um, what if the dad was just like Betsy. You're a cool kid. Let's make up a joke. Oh my god! And like pretend. <laughs> well, this is a long joke and awful. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, I don't know if it's uh, it's it's weird. It's kind of weird but funny. I don't know. Okay, so 
Kate did not like when Betsy got engaged to a local Joshua Gardner. I don't know why. Because it's a J name. It's a J name. <laughs> That's another Easter egg. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, Joshua Gardner. Kate did not like that name. Toxic. I yeah. don't know. He sounds toxic, honestly. <laughs> what did he want for Betsy? Two two sheep and a goat? How long ago was this? I don't know. <laughs> Was it back when they traded ghosts for women? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, it was in the 1800s. Though. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, 1817, there was was the first sighting by John Bell, and it was an apparition of a strange creature mm-hmm. resembling a dog. So I was like, mm-hmm. was it a dog, maybe? Uh, <laughs> was it a dog? <laughs> no, it was a strange creature resembling a dog. <laughs> um, but John Bell saw it, fired at it, and disappeared. Oh. It, it disappeared. Spontaneously combusted, I maybe. bet. <laughs> maybe. Um, his son, Drew Bell, saw a bird of extraordinary <laughs> size. Okay. And like walked up to so it. Like Big Bird? <laughs> Was it big and yellow on Sesame Street? <laughs> that is Big Bird's inspiration. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Understood. I don't okay. know. <laughs> Basically, these are just like little what, yeah. what they saw yeah. or that they claim is because she can shape shift. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, it was this strange looking creature that resembled a dog. And it was also <laughs> this strange, overly sized, overweight bird, apparently. <laughs> Big bird. <laughs> big bird. Just imagine it, big bird. It's not scary. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? Um, and then Betsy, she, this one's a little weird. Betsy saw a girl in a green dress swinging from the limb of an oak tree. Now, how swinging how? I don't know. It didn't say, but I'm just gonna uh, imagine, like, you know, playfully and like happily. Like you know? on a swing, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And it's just like the neighborhood kid. It's yeah. not it's not a ghost. Yeah, no. Kids are not creepy at all. <laughs> so this is like, you know, small stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Slow- something big's gonna happen. <laughs> Slowly Bigger over time. Bigger than Big Bird? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm- Shut up. <laughs> oh, no, okay. <laughs> no, slowly over time, though, the um, they started experiencing things in the house. And so they would hear like knocks and you know the usual knocks, bangs through the walls, on the doors. They heard gnawing on their beds, which scared the <gasps> shit out of me. Cause I'm like, you just wake up and you're like, like honey, there's someone gnawing on our bed. <laughs> That's such a specific sound. Know, like <laughs> Everything was made about everything was made out of wood back then. I know. <laughs> Whoever was gnawing at their beds got fucked up teeth. Uh, there was or any- has a beak. <gasps> Big Bird. <laughs> it's Big Bird. <laughs> Big Bird is the Bell Witch. <laughs> she just got a job on Sesame Street, so now she can't be scary. Um, <laughs> along with gnawing on the beds was invisible dogs fighting. Okay, that sounds like hellhounds. That's scary now. <laughs> um, and chains along, like being dragged on the floor. Uh, I'm like laughing about this, but like seriously, if like that actually happened uh-huh. in my house, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> I'm scared now. <laughs> so then, of course, it escalates to physical. Uh, John Bell, the the father, started to experience paralysis of the mouth. <laughs> She's like, shut the fuck yeah, up, John. She was like, shut up. I don't like you. Shut the fuck up. He's J name too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sheets were torn from the beds while the kids were sleeping. Uh, hair pulling, scratching. Betsy got the worst of it. Um, she got slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins. Stuck with pins? Yeah. Like a pin cushion. <laughs> I know, I know. Big Bird's not friendly. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, so at this point, John is like freaking out now. We need help. 
So they inquire the help of their friend, James Johnston. And he is told, like, what's happened and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't believe him at first. But then it's like, once you're told about her, you experience. I'm sorry. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) You experience shit from her. It's like she travels to you and does shit. Um, So he starts experiencing things and then gives his friend or call. I'm going to say call. There was no phones. Um, <laughs> hello, ring, hello, brethren. <laughs> They're in Tennessee. <laughs> Howdy! Uh, I, I feel like they still talk like that back in know. 1800s. Um, but so his friend started experiencing things, and then his friend told him that it's it's like a spirit from the Bible. That's what he said. Sp- See, that's what they probably sounded like <laughs> spirit from the bible mm-hmm. <laughs> yep word spread of the haunting and that caused people to be like i want to go see the witch dumbasses dumbass people so people coming from all over the country all over the world um and this is the part that kind of confused me but apparently like like people would like see her and she was like a a, like almost like a real person like she was there and she could speak to them and she told them or i guess like they were speaking to her and then she understood them and started speaking back and they asked her like who are you like why are you doing this kind of thing and then she said that she used to be that she was happy but now she's disturbed because down with the sickness (laughs) (laughs) yeah um she apparently the bells lived on a burial ground and i was like of course it is of course yeah it's always a fucking burial ground i mean if we just stopped building where people die right you know it's really our fault yeah (laughs) exactly um not my fault not your fault but like ours as a collective human race right (laughs) Because we just can't seem to get down the fact that people died somewhere, so we might not want to build there. Yeah. I think, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so just... Uh, so she's disturbed. Yeah. And because they lived on yeah. that... Yeah, they live on a burial ground. And just everyone that did visit or whatever, some people had like were skeptical when they heard about it and stuff. Um, this person who lived in the in England, I believe, is what it said. I didn't write this part down. Um, they lived in England and they were very skeptical. And then all of a sudden, it was like she visited them and like said in something. England, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's over the ocean. I know, superhuman speed, <laughs> just swimming through the water, <laughs> just like running across the top of the ocean across to the England. <laughs> No, she, okay. So, yeah, she went and, like, like, she went and visited this Englishman, and he asked her a question that only, like, him and certain fan members would know, but, like, no one, like, no one would know. Yeah. And she asked him, um, or he asked her, like, a question that his grandmother would say, and she said it. In her voice, like in her in accent, grandmother's voice? yeah, and he was just like, uh, he was like, "Hey, uh, John Bell, I fucking believe you yeah. now." Like, I was like, "Yeah, that that scared the shit out of me." <laughs> All right, he writes a letter to John Bell because he has those phones. So yeah. Just like, dearest John Bell, I <laughs> believe <laughs> you get this. Which out of here. <laughs> I am a believer. <laughs> um, but yes. This part I thought was kind of funny. So apparently the, the witch would uh, also share gossip from households. I so love like, that. So she would love like. Love a catty bitch. Right. So she would like. It said that she would like. And get the news gossip, and then she would like go off to the house real quick. Shut the fuck up. And then come Me back. as a ghost. <laughs> would be you i would be i was like are you fucking kidding i was like this it's not scary 
I was like laughing because I was like <laughs> just imagining this ghost like gossipy as shit. Like just girl, girl. Guess what? Guess what? Your next door neighbor, they're having an affair <laughs> with their teacher. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I know, right? Um so, and your other next door neighbor murdered someone, but you'll never find them. <laughs> you never because they will. ate them. <laughs> Sorry, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Went from a fair to killing to cannibalism. Look, that's what happens on your street. Yeah, I guess so. That's what happens in the 1800s. Probably. <laughs> uh, apparently, the go the witch was very fond of the wife Lucy Bell. Uh, she would bring her fruit. A lot of the time, and sh- the witch admitted that she did intend on killing John at some point by a curse. I think, and she, I think she, I think she liked Lucy. I was like, "Ooh, does she have a little crushy she crush on Miss Miss Bell?" Like, we love a good, a good witch, cr- witch romance, <laughs> witch romance. <laughs> oh, um, but last little bit, so. Betsy ended up calling off her engagement. Remember that? Of course, she yeah. Earlier, I was like, of course, always listen. If to that your witch, witch doesn't like that guy, there's a reason, right? She knows all the gossip, <laughs> right? I so, I trust her. I, I trust her with my life. <laughs> um. So Kate, the witch, so she seemed to just leave, like disappear, uh-huh. and then uh, seven years later, she reappeared, and she started like you know doing her normal shit, like messing with everyone. <laughs> And, <laughs> but the Bell family was like, you know what? I'm not let you. I'm not gonna entertain you with this shit. So <laughs> you've she been just, gone for seven years. <laughs> yeah, you've been gone for seven years. So she just disappeared. She's like Tinkerbell. She, if no she, one believes in you. She disappeared. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, oh, that's crazy. So and like literally the only like little information that I could find after that was now in the in the 20th century. They have this area called the Bellwitch Cave. Oh. And it's, I guess, Ghost Adventures did a video on it. Or, of course, they did. They did an episode on it. Mm-hmm. And it's where you can, at night, you can hear, like, Ooh. like moans yeah. and all <laughs> that jazz. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, then that's the scary part of yeah. it. And you see little ghosty, little I ghosty mean, lady. Honestly, she just sounds like a... Like a cool, like a cool chick that yeah. like wants to gossip and like may have a crush on your wife. Like <laughs> she gonna take your bitch, Chad, <laughs> John, John. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, damn! What's it called? Bellwitch. Bellwitch. Yeah, nice. Um, so my next one is the Denver Airport. The Denver mm. Airport. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the Denver Airport has been of conversation since it was built in 1995. Um, there have there's a at the Denver Airport, like when you walk in at the very front is like a time capsule with a big stone on it that has a lots of words and symbols and etc. We'll get to what that says. And then under the Denver airport is supposedly a tunnel system. Mm -hmm. And lots of people think that that tunnel system goes on for hundreds of miles under Denver. But the airport technically says that it only goes like under the airport to make sure people can get their bags and stuff and to transport passengers to make sure they can get to the airplane, all that stuff. Um, But it's been very suspicious about since when it was built in 1995. Um, and the most notable legend is that it was built by a secret society. Um, so there are a couple different secret societies, depending on who you ask that might have built the Denver airport. Um, but it's, uh, one of them could be the Freemasons, um, the Illuminati or the new world order. And the people, the reason why people believe that this is, um, that it was built by a secret society is that on the plaque, it says that it, there's like a dedication written in stone. And um, uh, there's a time capsule that's going to be opened in 2094, uh, which is a hundred years after it was started being built. And that time capsule is supposedly filled with coins, 
a baseball from a field, a, a baseball field there in uh, Denver. Uh, sneakers from the mayor for some sort of. That's weird. It was it was a weird thing like a, a deal with a sneakers brand or something. It's like here, have my shoes. Casino tokens and and other things that are re- relatively Denver-ish, right? <clears throat> But on the... There's no the, John Denver fucking CD in there? <laughs> anyway, on the flag, <laughs> there is um, some words and stuff that was like, this capsules to be opened on, this thing. And then there's a symbol of a square and a compass. Now, these two symbols are commonly used by the Freemasons. Um, and they are... Um, and along with those symbols are the name of two grand lodges and grand masters. Um, but the airport claims that, that it's only there because the local Masons were generous and helped out with building the airport and they laid the stone for the, the airport, which is what the stone Masons. Another mention on the, on the plaque, it says that uh, a group called the new world, new world airport commission is is like mentioned as like an honorable mention on the plaque and it's weird because the new world airport commission doesn't exist it's not a real it's not a real group and it kind of does sound like new world order in a uh in a westward article they say that it's probably a reference to the new world symphony who was in charge of a lot of the opening festivities when the airport was finished they Mm. they helped with like you know bands and stuff which i guess could make sense i mean there are reasons to explain away everything and then there are also there's also braille on the stone there are braille um I guess they're words in Braille. Right. But uh, people say that uh, they believe that it's actually a keypad to open up the time capsule. And that some people have seen Freemasons or Stonemasons come up to the uh, time capsule and like swipe their fraternity card or something to see if they could get into the, the time capsule. And I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that's what the research said. That people have seen people try to like put in like a, p- a number or something or like swipe a, a card. A little beep boop. Um, <laughs> because people think that a secret society created the um, Denver airport, they think it's kind of a sketchy place. But they also think that it's haunted. <laughs> of course it is. Now, if you've ever been to the Denver airport, there is a very, very large statue of a horse. And um, you might, if you see it, you might notice it from like, like creepy episodes of, I mean, uh, creepy shows like that go through creepy stuff. But it's a very large um, statue of a horse. And there are also gargoyles in the... um, like statues like gargoyle statues Mm -hmm. in the airport um so a lot of people feel like the artwork is something that has made the airport haunted and that the horse the horse statue itself while it was being created actually killed someone or while it was being like put back together it actually like fell on someone and like killed them like severed an artery and so yeah (laughs) so like it there are also like strange markings like all over the airport now you know like airport has like weird like most airports have weird artwork but i've never seen gargoyles at any airport <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah me neither um and then the the tunnels are another reason why people feel like it's haunted or there's some sort of secrets going on there any place that has underground tunnels like the denver airport disney world like all those people think that there's something shady going on in those tunnels every single time some people think that those tunnels are like uh tunnels to like other buildings and some people think that there are like whole cities underneath the denver airport like a whole city underneath it which people who work at the at the airport say that's completely not true (laughs) and i mean like why would they tell us if it was right but still other people think that it's like a layer for like creatures or aliens under there um, and then wow. other people think that lizard people live under the airport. Lizard people. 
So um, <laughs> the um, airport officials claim that, yes, there are tunnels, but they're just there to move baggage and people around the airport. In fact, people who work at the airport think it's so funny that people think that there are, like, lizard people under there. They will prank other co-workers, like, wearing masks of, like, lizards. Like, they <laughs> like and, like, alien masks and, like... <laughs> Like, they'll just be like boo <laughs> i gotcha and That's um, funny. so uh the airport really clings to the legends though instead of trying to like disprove them they're kind of like "Ooh, we're like the hauntedest airport in the world oh, hauntedest yeah, stick to it um <laughs> but they use it for like advertisements and like they and i honestly i think i don't think they're haunted and i think that it's kind of funny in like the grand scheme of things and uh i really honestly think it's a big marketing ploy and there's your light-hearted middle middle uh, ground middle one, one. <laughs> do i have a light-hearted one nope <laughs> probably not mm, okay next one is uh the black angel <gasps> <laughs> it's a monument that is in oakland cemetery in iowa city iowa it's a famous monument eight and a half feet tall it's a statue done by Mario Cordell. Eight and a half feet tall? Eight and a half feet tall. Damn. <laughs> She's on stilts. <laughs> <laughs> this is a statue done by Mario Corbell in 1913. It was a memorial for Nicholas Feldenert. Um, it's a local lore that Teresa Feldenert traveled to Iowa City from what is now known as Slovakia. Her first marriage, um, she had a son named Edward Edward DeLazel, he unfortunately did die in Iowa City in 1891. Um, and she had a bronze angel statue made in Chicago and in 1915 had it transported to Iowa City Cemetery. Her second husband, Nicholas, she had his ashes placed in a repository at the base of the statue. Um, and then when Teresa died in 1924... Her ashes were placed beside her husband's. The monument has Teresa's birth date, but there is no death date written on it. And over the years, the bronze statue has oxidized, turning it into this greenish-black color. And there's a legend around it that um, people... So every year around, like, Halloween, mainly... Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, every, like, teenagers, college students, they go to the statue... And they kiss it or touch it and basically test their luck because the legend is if you touch it or kiss it, you will be struck with the with death. Like you will die if you touch this thing. <laughs> Teenagers are so fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a virgin. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, it's also rumored, though, that if you are pregnant and you walk under the wing of the angel, you will have a miscarriage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, vandals have damaged the statue, though, over the years and have removed several fingers from it, which I think is really fucked up. That's so mean. <laughs> um, and in 2013, it was in the talks that the death, uh, the black angel would be its own like it was starring its own solo like paranormal movie but i'm that didn't happen yeah um, and that's it that's that one dang that was a tiny one yeah the other one's even shorter <laughs> <laughs> all right so my last one my, my final one. and last one we're gonna get into a spooky mood now Ooh. like a legitimate spooky mood okay um this is the story of the beijing bus 375 on November 14th, 1995, um, the last bus of the night, bus 375, left the terminal with a driver, a female conductor, an old lady, a young man, and a young couple. Uh, it was winter and it was in Beijing, so it was like really cold, like blistering cold out. Mm -hmm. um, and the driver was like, it was, it was late so it was really dark but he saw these people waving the bus down on the side of the road so the driver pulled over and let them in and um there were there were three men that got on 
and they were wearing um, long traditional Chinese robes. Uh, two men were basically supporting another man. So it was kind of like, I said, I put here, I put, it was kind of weakened at Bernie style. So the third man, his like head was hanging down and he was not very lively. <laughs> um, and the other two, their faces were very pale. Um, all of the passengers were really nervous at this point, And the old lady kept looking over at them and like, and uh, they got pretty scared. The conductor said, oh, they're probably just actors or they just got drunk after work and they never got changed. Like, don't worry about it. I'm just like, why is the conductor talking so loud? Like they're not sitting on the same fucking bus. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was very drafty and windy and cold and dark that night. Um, so the bus started getting quiet. And I put in parentheses, too quiet. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple too stops, um, the young couple got off the bus. And then um, the old lady suddenly got up and smacked the young man, claiming that he had stolen her purse. Don't know how he did that with a bus full of people, but <laughs> she told the driver that she wanted him to pull over at the next stop and let both of them off so that he, she can take him to the police station because he stole her purse. At the next stop, she, like, grabbed him by his collar and, like, pulled him off the bus with her. Jesus. And um, as the bus drove off, the old lady looked, like, really relieved. She was, like, <sighs> sighed. Um, the guy, the, the young man said, where's the police station? And the lady said, there isn't one. I just saved your life. The man said, how? The lady said, those three people were ghosts. When the wind was blowing, the long roads blew up and they had no legs. The lady reported this to the police and the police thought she was batshit. But right. the next day, bus 375 never had returned back to the bus station that night. No one knew where the driver or the conductor was. And they questioned the young man and the woman and they again thought she was fucking crazy. Until two days later, they found after scouring the city the bus in the Mayon, uh, Mayon Reservoir which was one, 100 kilometers from the destination that they were driving to. And there were three decomposing bodies, the driver, a conductor, and a unidentified man. But they were, like, deeply decomposed. Like, it had only been two days, and not even in the heat of summer would they be that badly decomposed. And so the question arises is that they, one... They never had enough gas to get to the Mayan Reservoir in the first place because they were supposed to be 100 kilometers back. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I don't know, there's no reason for them to have been that decomposed. And when they last left, there was five people on that bus, not three. <laughs> and that's the story of the bus 375 that's from spooky. Beijing, China. That is spoopy. Right. My last one is about the boo hag okay it is a mythical creature in folklore of the gola culture which um the gola culture is it's a it's an african-american culture it's mainly po their population is mainly around um the low country region of the u.s so around georgia florida south carolina north mm -hmm. carolina they're similar to vampires <sighs> do they sparkle <laughs> not those vampires no. okay <laughs> no 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 um they are similar to vampires but instead of drinking blood they get their sustenance from your breath by riding their victims <gasps> yes they use the term riding wait do you die if you if they take your breath from you not all the time they have no skin oh <gasps> So they're red, basically, and uh, they steal skin from other people to blend in. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> they remove and hide the skin before going riding. Uh, they find their victim, and they usually enter the house through a small crack, crevice, or hole. Um, they position them... <laughs> I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> they position themselves over the victim and breathe in their breath 
leaving them helpless and inducing a deep dream-filled sleep. Um, they tend to leave their victims alive so they can use them again, use their energy again and again. If they struggle, though, they may rip their skin off and leave them to die. <laughs> After taking their energy, they fly off as they must be in, in, the, in their skin before dawn or they will be trapped in their no-skin body. When a victim awakes, they may feel short of breath, but generally, they just feel tired. And then just the last little fact, there's a little, there's an expression that is said a lot in South Carolina, and it, uh, it says, don't let the hag ride you. Bruh. That's so scary. That's terrifying. That's like sleep paralysis demon shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought, too. When I was doing the research, I was like, this sounds like some sleep paralysis. Oh, my God. Well, yours were significantly scarier than mine were. But I guess it was a good balance. Your last one was pretty spoopy. (laughs) All right. Well, that is all of our urban legends for you today. (laughs) Thanks for being spooky today with us. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Next week is campfire stories. So um, we we might have a couple submissions. And uh, (laughs) if you guys have any submissions that you want to be turned into a campfire story, uh, send them in to our Instagram Saturdays are for the ghouls. Um, you can just send us a message and I can see them that way. Or you can send us a message on Facebook if you have Facebook. <laughs> Saturdays are for the ghouls. Mm-hmm. So, spooky babes. Stay spooky. Mm-hmm. We are very glad that you joined us today. We hope that you have a great week. And if you have any spooky stories, please send them to us so we can read them. Even if we don't end up reading them, I would always love to read spooky stories. Mm-hmm. I love spooky stories. Um, but chances are they will end up on an episode of Campfire Stories. Woo! <laughs> um, and be kind. And do your best work always. And we will see you. In your nightmares. In your nightmares with your sleep paralysis demon. Don't let the hag ride you. <laughs> That's so scary. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Boo! Bye. Love you. Sweet dreams. See you in the morning. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs>